I'm gonna show you something beautiful. Everyone screaming for mercy. You want to protect the world, but you don't want it to change. You're all puppets. Tangled in strings. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com. Whether you need photography, videography, drone photography, web design, podcast support, or technical support, EliasRoushMedia.com has you covered. Today we are discussing... Avengers Age of Ultron 2015 directed by Josh Whedon directed uh yeah directed by Josh Whedon written by Josh Whedon and uh uh based on comic books by Stanley and Jack Kirby and Joe Simon um and Jim Starlin sorry um here's the synopsis real quick when Tony Stark and Bruce Banner try to jumpstart a dormant peacekeeping program called Ultron, things go horribly wrong and it is up to Earth's mightiest heroes to stop the villainous Ultron from enacting his terrible plan. So, this is the sequel to uh, I I don't have the list in front of me. Uh, It's all the movies after uh, the first Avengers and then we have uh, Iron Man 3, I think we had uh, Winter Soldier after this. We had um, a couple extra movies that really filled out the Marvel narrative before we jumped into Ultron. So I wanted to go back and check out Avengers Age of Ultron um, to see the comparison of uh, the first Avengers to the second Avengers. And... Uh, if you want to listen to Avengers Infinity War, we have that in the catalog. Just look back either in the show notes or in the library. It's uh, uh, previously recorded. Um, so today we're going to do Avengers Age of Ultron. And yeah, it was it was another one. I, I'll do kind of a quick roundup of what I, I remember first watching it. First watching it, I remember watching it and being underwhelmed and thinking... Um, maybe I'm just out of the age range of, uh, superheroes, or maybe I'm just not feeling it, not really sure. After watching it a second time, or for, for re-watching it now, with a critical eye, I can safely say that there are some narrative problems of the, uh, of the structure of the movie, and the antagonists are very weak. Um, this feels like... It's two. It's two hours and twenty. I think it's twenty-one minutes. Um, yeah, two hours and twenty-one minutes long. Just about the same length as the first Avengers, um, in twenty twelve, which was two hours and twenty-three minutes. So, um, what I hear is both of these movies, Avengers one. Um, and Avengers and Old Age of Ultron both had about 30 minutes cut on the floor. Um, the upcoming movie, uh, Avengers 
Infinity War that has already come out by now. Um, that was pretty damn long, if I remember correctly. That was two hours and 29 minutes. And Avengers Endgame is subject to be about three hours long. So... It's a lot of it's it's a big endeavor to do this whole Marvel spiel. I'm I'm you know, right there with the people that are uh, only doing a recap on the Avengers movies and not doing the full. I think it's like 54 hour marathon of all the Avengers movies, um, or sorry, all the uh, Marvel movies, um, which is something sort of we did for Game of Thrones. We did the full rewatch for that, so you can check those out instead of. Uh, the Marvel movies, but hopefully these Avengers movie uh, reviews will suffice instead. Um, so yeah, there are some narrative problems with the Age of Ultron movie, um, given that it's the sequel of the big Avengers movie. Was it everything that we were looking for? Um, it's kind of almost exactly what we were looking for in the first movie. The thing is, it's almost like saying seeing the same magic trick twice. And with saying that you got to do something special on the second time to make it special. You got to add a little razzle dazzle, add a little fire to it, add a little spice. Otherwise, the meal is going to taste the same as the first, time. you know? Um I think Avengers the Avengers in 2012 was such a monumental um achievement of getting all of these brands and uh, IPs together and successfully having a narrative structure around it that makes cohesive sense and is narratively satisfying. And on all of those cylinders, I think the first one works. And when it comes to the Age of Ultron, it doesn't exactly come out as a narratively satisfying film. And um, I'm not sure if it's because of the lost footage that we had. I don't, uh, you know, the not the lost footage, but, you know, the stuff that was left on the cutting room floor. Um, would 30 minutes extra add, would, would that make this movie better? Eh, I don't, I, I could, you know, argue that either way. Um, we, you know, we could end up sitting into the movie theater an extra 30 minutes and, you know, just you know, saying, when am I going to get the hell out of here? Um, I kind of thought this movie had a major pacing problem, and um, I can kind of go a little bit more in detail about that um, in the spoilers. Let me see. Um, the music is one of the strong points. The action seems a little bit more fluid in this. It, all the costumes... I did say the costumes in the first Avengers were a lot better, um, or they, they were good. Captain America looked like he was wearing PJs in comparison to what he's wearing now in, in Age of Ultron. <laughs> I mean, uh, I didn't specify specifically that some of the cost, some of the outfits um, and costuming on the first Avengers was a little bit uh, not cheap looking, but didn't look quite that cool or that you know that great, and so um, I think that they they do improve on the the looks and the values of just about everybody. I think everyone looks great. Everyone um, has great effects that follow them. Uh, there are two actors that are added to the, the Avengers, this cast. You know, we have the regular Robert Downey Jr. as uh, Iron Man. We have Captain America, Chris Evans as Captain America. We have, you know, Scarlett Johansson as uh, uh, Widow, Black Widow. Um... 
you know, Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Um, all of these characters are in there, and we're kind of having a different style structure to this movie um, in comparison to the first one because we we see that they're you know they're, they're work they they have already been working together as opposed to the first movie where they are coming together. Um, so uh, and then Mark Ruffalo is Bruce Banner. Um, Jeremy Renner is uh, Hawkeye, James Spader is Ultron, Don Cheadle is War Machine, and uh, Samuel L. as Nick Fury, Aaron Taylor Johnson as Quicksilver, and um, Elizabeth Olsen as um, S- uh, Scarlet Witch, and Paul Bettany as Jarvis slash, um, yeah, you, you already know, and uh, let me see, Anthony Mackie as Sam Wilson. And, uh, that's, uh, Linda Carlini as Laura Barton. And, uh, Claudia Kim as Dr. Helen Cho. So, I'm not gonna go through <laughs> this entire, uh, uh, cast. It's a massive cast. The thing is, there's a lot of themes that are set up in this movie, such as, uh, you know, them wanting to set up, uh, Tony Stark's Iron Man suits to kind of have, you know, uh, this kind of AI protection system so that they don't have to go out and do it. And so that kind of is overridden and which creates Ultron, which Ultron is essentially if it's, uh, it's kind of like Skynet in uh, Terminator. You know, it's, it's the, the online system has gone rogue and it no longer wants to protect you. It wants to, you know, destroy you to protect you, quote unquote. So, um, the thing with Ultron, James Spader has a great voice for Ultron. The thing is the writing in it does not give him enough backstory or, um, critical depth to his character. So the, the character of Ultron doesn't ever really feel fully fleshed out through the movie. I'll, I'll go into details about it, but there's, there's supposed to be this through line, I would say that is with, um, Tony and, um, Ultron, and that never really happens. Um, let me see what else I can talk about. Probably from non-spoiler POV. The, the I'd just say overall the narrative through lines through most of these um, plot mechanisms that are set up at the very beginning of the movie are not followed through by the end, and most of it are just uh, filled in with um, uh, kind of nonsensical action and. Yes, it looks good, but it is it necessary? No. It doesn't serve the plot uh, majority of the time. Um, so let me see anything else that we need to talk about. Um, uh, non-spoiler. Uh, I think that we're just going to jump into spoilers right now for Age of Ultron. So we're talking strictly about the spoilers for Age of Ultron right now. So... This movie kind of comes to a massive halt when it is introduced to Jeremy Renner's house on the prairie. I do like that we start to get some more backstory between, like, um, Jeremy Renner, you know, having a family and whatnot, and him kind of wanting to start to retire. He's kind of getting a little older. Understand all of that. But I think overall, that's where the movie really starts to take a massive dip in quality of... Um, of what are we really doing here? Um, I looked at the time when I was watching it, and I noticed it was about an hour and 20 minutes in where 
I felt like this movie could have been wrapped up um, in about 20. I felt like the majority of this movie could have been wrapped up in about an hour 40, but they were like, hold on, we got to set up, you know, this, that, and the other. We got to set up having Ultron create vision. We got to have um, the betrayal with uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, which I, I thought those characters were kind of underwritten, and they talked about how they had. Uh, Tony Stark's um, a, a missile that was beside them that was they were waiting to explode at you know in their hometown or something like that and they knew it was Tony and they couldn't move for two days it was a a big elaborate story but we never got I think that would have been um, uh, incredible to watch from a, a cinematic standpoint you know kind of do a time lapse of these kids waiting for this bomb to explode I mean you would really get a feel for um the the gravity of what they went through but just because i mean we get quicksilver just explains you know kind of offhandedly to ultron which by by i think most people's standards does not look like a good guy or a good robot if you want to you know compare him like that the um the thing is we're we are told and not shown and we are left wanting more narratively from the antagonist of this movie um let me see anything else um before i forget the spoilers uh the, the spoilers the um after cre- after scene credits of both the avengers are of thanos and so i didn't rem- i don't know if i had stuck around for both of those in credits to see that the first one was thanos um having one of the creedles or something like that the space things that were in the first movie kneel at his feet and say you know we you know we need your help kind of thing um and that it's gonna you know it's gonna end in death if you go to get these infinity stones or whatnot but in this movie it's flashed briefly about what the infinity stones are in this um i, I mean we, we're not we're visually shown but not technically shown um or, or told what they are or what they do. Um, we do we do see one, I guess, one stone taken out of the Tesseract, and it, is, it helps uh, create the vision body. A lot of questions about all that. What was... I thought Ultron was trying to morph into that body, and I didn't really understand why... Tony and Bruce and Thor decided to bring this thing back to think this, you know, this, this body to life, um, instead of Ultron. I don't, a lot of it was jumbled mess to me. Um, I did think there was some creepy imagery when it came to, um, Ultron having the, the, the metal faces and whatnot, but ultimately he was kind of wisecracking and he had this personality that was never really explained. And so that was ultimately the thing that I really wanted to have fulfilled. Um, I'd say Hawkeye, that's one of the better plot lines. You know, he's 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 kind of, um, well, he's saved at the very end by Quicksilver. And it's, it's kind of a big deal. And I'd say he gets a lot of screen time throughout the majority of the movie. Nothing quite that i mean he got a lot of screen time in the the first avengers when it came down to the action scenes but he never got any um personal time so we kind of got like the the character development more with um his character um let me see what else we have for 
Yeah, the antagonists were the weak thing for I, I are the weakest part of this movie, in my opinion. Um, in comparison to the first one. The the first one had Loki, which was, you know, Thor's brother, and so he had this uh you know this kind of charismatic uh gravitas to him that uh, this robot does not have. And actually, I had a theory that this would have worked a lot better if it was like an evil Jarvis. I mean, there is kind of like a parallel between the evil, you know, the Jarvis and, um, sorry, the, the Vision character and, um, and Ultron. But ultimately, there's, they, they have one conversation and it's, and it's done. It feels like there's hardly any expl- explanation between what, anyone does or what what's going on um and it's mostly just like oh we got to go over here oh we got to go over here oh we got to go over here you got to go over here and so it just uh, i don't know kind of strung together by very thin plot lines and of course we got to have a big hulk fight in the middle again i know i feel like i'm kind of complaining more than i'm praising but i do think that a lot of this movie is very similar to the first one when it comes to um well, I guess not from narrative structure. It's really not, but um, they're they're tr- they're trying to take the second hour of the first Avengers and make it a two hour movie, and it really barely makes it over an uh, an interesting hour, in my opinion, uh, and that's mostly because the the characters are all throwing out these ideas and plot lines like Scarlet, not Scarlet Witch, Black Widow and Bruce Banner are trying to like run away and kind of do their own thing. But it's, um, it, it kind of doesn't really pan out in a way that they want. Um, I don't know. It, it, yeah, it, it definitely doesn't pan out in the way they want because Bruce ends up, you know, flying away so that he can go in a different movie. <laughs> um, and I don't know what what do we have with the other characters? You know, Tony, Tony doesn't really have a big narrative through line in this, which kind of, if I remember correctly, he doesn't really have a big narrative through line. I know that it it it's kind of presented that you know they want to fight so that they can go home, but I mean Pepper Potts isn't even in this um, movie, so it doesn't it doesn't even feel like he's trying to go home for any specific reason. I don't remember if they just couldn't get Gwyneth Paltrow or what was going on. Um, but it, it, they even make kind of like self-referential humor about, uh, not having Natalie Portman or Gwyneth Paltrow on the screen. And it's kind of, it kind of takes me out of the film. I'm like, whoa. And, uh, I, I, I don't know. It feels like they're talking to the actors, uh, actresses. Um, let me see anything else about this movie that ultimately the action's okay. It it feels more like they're just having fun the majority of the time, and it doesn't feel like they are in imminent danger, I guess. I, I think that's the biggest thing is the weightiness of this movie just feels so light and fluffy, and it doesn't ever feel like there's ever a big sense of dread, which, you know, hold on for Infinity War um, or Endgame. So maybe I'm just, you know too open-eyed about it, you know, too happy-go-lucky about these first two and wanting a little bit more dread in it. But I do feel like for as many superheroes there are, um, losing Quicksilver in this is just, you know, um, I didn't really care about the guy in the first place, you know, so it didn't really feel like we actually lost that much. 
I know they're not really going to kill one of their main main heroes, but it, it'd be a big deal if they could do it um, and, and make it narratively satisfying. And so, ultimately, I do think that this movie suffers from uh, not being narratively satisfying and having everything else pumped to the absolute T. And when I mean, I mean the technicals. I mean the uh, the, the action looks very technically good, um, with the exception of some of the metal robots when they're fighting them do look like they're not fighting anything or they're just fighting, you know, these... It feels inconsequential in some in some parts, but I thought it all visually looked pretty good. Um, let's see, anything else that we need to cover about the Age of Ultron? Uh, anything I exceptionally... There's a good round table scene with all of the Avengers trying to pull the the hammer out or pull it up and it it's pretty hilarious that's the type of writing that I wanted to see a little bit more of throughout the whole movie and I felt like it was always missing this like little speck of uh what the first one had the first one had these kind of quips in expository types of ways of giving information that were interesting and unique and I never felt like within this movie the writing was never um exp- you know it never really helped move the plot forward and it never was really quippy at the same time so it kind of rode this line of it really was just had okay humor sorry it just had uh pretty good action with okay humor and the first one had great action with really great humor. And so you can kind of see the the comparison right there, if you know what I mean. I just think that this is just missing the ball on a lot of things. Um, I do think there are some parts of this movie that should be praised when it comes to the detail. Um, the Scarlet uh, Witch and Vision stuff. I think that they're definitely planting mad uh, deep seeds, even just from the glances and the looks of the characters that these, you know, individuals are definitely going to be in possibly into each other later. And I definitely think you can see the seeds of it in this movie right now, um, of age of Ultron. So I think, you know, small things like that. Um, I'm almost dead positive that winter soldier, um, let me see. Oh, so sometimes I get Winter Soldier and uh, Civil War um, mixed up. Civil War was not out by this time. I believe Civil War came out 2016. Let me see. Yeah, it came out the year right after this. And so, you know what was pretty interesting about this movie is that Civil when Civil War came out the year after, I think that Civil War delivered on everything that um, the the Age of Ultron didn't. And I think most people thought it was better. So it's going to be interesting to see how people perceive Infinity War in, you know, in correlation to Endgame. Now, I don't think that, you know, I'm not giving spoilers or anything like that, but Infinity War was really well-received, one of the biggest box office grossing hits ever. Um, So is Endgame going to outdo it? That's the real question. Um, what was, I want to see what the budget was for the first Avengers versus the second Avengers. Um, so the first Avengers was on, all done on a $220 million 
um, box office budget, and it um, grossed uh, cumulatively worldwide one billion, one and a half billion. So, Age of Ultron was done on a two hundred and fifty million dollar budget and grossed a one point four billion dollar worldwide gross. So it was done. You can see that this was done for uh, thirty million more, and it accumulated one million dollars less. So got to you know keep an eye out for all of that when uh, running the numbers. Maybe we can look at Infinity War as well. Just for sheets and giggles, um, if y'all like the numbers. I, I kind of like the numbers. Holy sheet, holy sheet, holy sheet. Okay, so Infinity War. Box office budget was made. This movie was made for $321 million. Holy Santa Claus sheet. And it grossed a total of $2 billion. Over $2 billion worldwide. $2 billion. That is insane. So uh, they spent a little bit extra money on this one. I would assume that's on all the special effects on that one. So, um, yeah, you can see where that money went. And they ended up getting uh, almost half a, half a billion more for it. So I am... Uh, I'm pumped. I'm pumped for some, uh, what's it called, uh, Avengers Endgame. I'm forgetting all the damn titles now. Um, but yeah, it's been tons of fun going back and rewatching all of the Avengers movies. I've got Infinity War on in the background right now. Um, I can't really think of too much more I can say about this movie. I, I was This was made more because I wanted to do a comparison of the first and the second one. And not so much of a, you know, I didn't want to go too much of a scene by scene. It's not that important. A lot of it's just, you know, you know, heroes doing hero shit. You already know. Um, but I think that uh, when the real shit happens, just, you know, if you want to, this is kind of baby shit, you know. This is like kind of a little baby shit. So if you want to get like a big, big shit, like a big, you know, if you like end up, adopting a dog or something like that and the dog ends up getting way too big than you thought and is taking these massive sheets in your yard yeah if you want to get on one of those big sheets then check out avengers <laughs> infinity war and then check out the podcast for it i'll put it, the links uh, down below in the show notes and uh so when you watch that, be sure to check out <laughs> Infinity War as well. And then I'll be sure to update it when we have the Avengers Endgame um, podcast up as well for that. That's the that's the mega sheet. Um, that's that that's that Thanos sheet. And um, so I believe we should have Avengers Endgame podcast out sometime. Uh, tomorrow afternoon, it is currently April 25th and... We're ready for some in-game. So thank you for listening to the Lucky Dog Podcast. Check us out on the Lucky Dog Podcast at gmail.com for comments, questions, concerns. If you like this podcast or any of our other podcasts, check them out. I mean, like I said, we're doing Game of Thrones podcast. We're doing Avengers podcast. We're doing um, we have some predictions for Avengers Infinity War Death Draft up. Um, 
what are we doing else we have the jordan peele's us movie review up um guava island the new rihanna and donald glover um movie that was on amazon prime we have that and what else do we have homecoming a film by beyonce available on netflix we have that uh, podcast up as well so if you like podcasts be sure to check us out um on whatever podcast player you're listening to uh soundcloud's our primary one at the moment we also have apple itunes um thank you for listening and take it easy there are no strings on me